Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from St. Louis, Missouri. The Oilers and the Blues tonight. Again, a reminder, the best fans in the game need the best content. Go live and behind the scenes with Oilers Plus. Access live Patrick uh, practice coverage, pre- and post-game shows, original series, and much more. Subscribe now at OilersPlus.com using the promo code OilersNow. That's all capped, OilersNow, for a free three-day trial. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary as well. Go online at royalpizza.ca, download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store, the stop recommendation, Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. It's old school big boy pizza. We welcome back to the show kind of an old school player, hard-nosed, two-way uh, guy that could score a bit in the Ontario League and in his minor pro career. He is in his first full season as head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. We welcome back to the show Colin Chalk. Colin, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well. I have to ask my uh, I have to ask my junior coach Gary Agnew if I was hard nosed and two way, but I, I appreciate that introduction, Bob. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Well, well yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking like, was it Jim Agnew that was a really good fighter? He was with the Canucks for a while. I think he wore number twenty six, yeah. and if I recall yeah, I correctly, he was quite an adept scrapper back in the day, like a guy that was a light heavyweight that was uh, pretty tough. So. Pretty tough weekend for you guys in a place where you've had lots of success over the last few seasons. Tucson, a pair of uh, five-three losses, and just taking up the scoreline a bit uh, in the penalty yeah. box a little bit too much. Was that a factor in, the, in some of the challenges you had this weekend? Yeah, for sure. For sure, in game one, you know, um, it was a it was an interesting weekend where you know it was on on total right. It was it was kind of day after day, starting back on on Tuesday with the the trip to Vegas and big win, and then it was uh, it was just kind of uh, we had to practice the next day, and you know we got in two thirty three in the morning, and you know not making excuses, but understanding the you know the scenario of travel on Friday, play on Saturday, and then like you said, you know PK three for six, not not good enough, but those were tired penalties. And uh, at, at the start of the year, uh, you're definitely going to shoot yourself in the foot. But having said that, you know, Xavier Borgo and James Hamlin had, you know, point-blank chances to make it 5-4 in the first game. Uh, we didn't play well enough to win. thought we responded well in game two. And, um, you know, there was a couple of third and fourth goals we'd like to have back for sure. So we, we in the second game, we beat ourselves. So I think if there's something positive to look on, uh, definitely would have like to have the split but you know what it didn't happen that way and it was back to work today well two of the orders prospects that fans are watching at forward that are down there right now are james hamlin he had a good night the first night 
and Xavier Borgo, obviously a first-round draft choice since in his first pro year. So let's start with Hamlin. I mean, he's been relatively productive for you, which probably doesn't come as a surprise given that he was a 20-goal scorer in the A last year, which helped get him the NHL contract. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, doing doing it all as far as playing in all situations, scored a shorthanded goal. And, uh, you know, just James-like as far as being in the right spots. And, you know, he's being rewarded early offensively. But, but he understands that, you know, for him to be an oiler, he needs to be able to be on the right side of the puck and, and play a 200-foot game. And that, that's exactly his, um, you know, his focus, uh, I would say, you know, Xavier, that was that was by far his best game, game two in Tucson. Uh, you know, he scored a shorthanded goal, but more importantly, he won the race to the shorthanded goal first, and then and then he went to the hard area, meaning, you know, he went to an area before he shot the puck where he sacrificed his body to take a big hit, and he was rewarded. And and after that. I think the the exciting part was he was a different player. He was almost like he was unlocked a little bit, and uh, he had more confidence, and he scored a great power play goal. So it was a great adjustment by Josh Green, putting him in that spot on the power play, and, uh, you know, he got us back in the game with that one as well. Well, I mean, look, he's a a first-year pro. He is a first-rounder. He did not get a long look-see in training camp like he... The message was sent. You're starting just like a year ago, Colin. Like he, he was, he had a couple decent games and boom, they sent him back to, you know, the, the decision was made. You're going back to junior, go make the world junior team, which he did. Uh, and then he ended up playing for Memorial Cup. So, I mean, is this, you know, it's hard, right? And again, he's a 22nd overall pick. He's not a top two or three overall pick, but there are baby steps along the way in the journeys for these players. That's kind of what you guys are there for, isn't it? Absolutely. That's exactly what we're here for. And, you know, he's, uh, I can tell you, he's a cerebral kid. He's a nice young man. Um, you know, we're, we're bringing out, trying to bring out the hardness of him and, and trying to help him with the hard skills, meaning, you know, you're going to be in the corner against Cody Cece. You know, uh, he's, he's a big rig. He's heavy. And, you know, learning how to uh, uh, be under sticks and use your quickness and your skill but also understanding, you know, the difference between, you know, a, a teenager on the brink and then playing against a man. It's, it's, it's a big difference, but that's, that's why we're here, and that's why he's here. We're joined right now by Colin Chalk. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. So those are uh, a, a couple of the guys that we're, we're sort of keeping a, a, an eye on. Now, we're in St. Louis. There was a trade made, uh, Sam Arukov for Clem Costin. The numbers for Costin... You know, he's he's played five games. He's got a goal, two points, minus five. I think he went minus four in one of those games this weekend. Um, I mean, he's a big man, six foot three, 215 pounds. How's he look for you, Colin? You know what, Clem, you know, coming in, former first-round pick, you know, traded, new new system, new coaches, all that kind of stuff. He, uh, I can't tell you, uh, he's been excellent, you know. Um, you know, either Samari, would we like him, get him up, get his pace up a little bit more? Yes, we would. Um, but he loves the, uh, the, the, the culture here, um, the upbeat, the positive attitude, the pace and practices. Um, he's had some really good chances to score. Um, I think the part that 
I'm excited about is that he finishes first on the four check and he's physical. Uh, yeah, he was minus four on Sunday, but he was he had nothing to do with every single goal. So you know, I know he's on the ice, and you know, and, and you know what? There's there's times in, in the games before where you know what he might have missed his man, and uh, they didn't score, and that's sometimes uh, um, you know the the luck uh, of the game. But you know, he he was good. He could have made the game two two. He had a great chance, and uh, Gillies made the save. And uh, just you know, the puck luck, so to speak. But he's been a great addition, and uh, yeah, we are, we're excited to see where he goes from here. Well, and you brought up something there with the size and the fact that he is physical and he does get in on the fourth check because I think a lot of the listeners, Stoilers now right now, think Edmonton might need a different dimension on their fourth line and there might be an opportunity at some point later in the season for Costin if he continues to uh, get used to and grow uh, down in uh, in Bakersfield. So, uh, Matthias Janmark, I know that very similar to the situation that arose for Noah Phillip, uh, there were some immigration er, uh, issues getting them down to Bakersfield. Uh, I saw today that he uh, he is he is now uh, down. Have you you thought ahead yet here? Where you guys only got the one game this weekend, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Have you thought about where I you might play against Ontario? Yeah, yeah, we're 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 thinking uh, that he'll be with uh, with James and uh, and Seth on the left side. Um, you know, he practiced today. He uh, he he said he's felt better. Uh, you know, but it was you know the, the message to our group today after travel and a day off was, hey, let, let's let's build our will. Let, let's uh, let's get our pace uh, back up to speed, and uh, we got a few days to do it. So um, I think it was one of those that it was. It was tough going through it, but but uh, you're happy when it's when you feel good about it when it's over. So that was the conversation with him, and uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where we have him slated now. Uh, Costin then would play with who? Uh, with Malone and Burgo. With Malone and Burgo, we've asked you. I, I will we'll now talk about the other guy that uh, was delayed getting down there, and uh, I, I know he struggled in the face-off circle in the, the game that I had a chance to watch in the weekend. And that's Noah Phillip. He's sort of, you've, you know, he's a right shot. You've had him on the left side. You've had him play a little bit of center. Uh, did he, I think the, the first game I, I watched a bit of, I thought that him and Tulio had some good moments for you. But your thoughts on, on maybe what you're seeing out of a guy who's a six foot three, 200 pounder that's getting used to the pro game, Noah Phillip. I think Noah Phillips is going to be a player for us. I think he's got some time to go, and I think out of his control is that he's, he's sat for a little bit, right? Uh, and I would say last weekend uh, he was better, you know, but I would also say I've seen a better Noah Phillips at the end of the season, you know, when it really means a lot, and he's, he's not close, you know, uh, to where he was when he came last year. So I think he's, uh, I think he, I think that, you know, a handful of days, uh, however many they were, I'm going to put exact number on it, but that put him behind. Uh, but, you know, him and I have conversation every day. He's feeling better. You know, he's got to keep, keep working. Um, you know, face off dot was not, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was one for a lot, you know, uh, but Yikes. that's, that, 
Yeah, and, and that's for, but, you know, that's okay. He's, he's, a, he's a young man and, and similar, you know, he's older than Xavier, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, as you know, like, you know, what, what he means when you have what man strength means, and he just has to get used to that bottom hand pressure and what that means against uh, another person who's been in the league for a long time, you know, so, um, you know, and that's our job to help him get there, and he's willing to do the work. So he's, he's, been, he's been great to work with. He's just got to keep growing his game. Ken Holland told me on, uh, what night was it, uh, Thursday uh, before the game against Carolina, uh, that it turned out that, uh, and we thought that maybe something might not be right. I don't know at what point you guys actually noticed with uh, Philip Roberg. Uh, I know you, uh, on your radio broadcast it had been mentioned that he was uh, dealing with something, but uh, bottom line here, it, Ken gave me the impression that Philip would start skating non, or start skating and no longer in a non-contact, non-contact jersey, being a regular jersey. I'd like to get your thoughts. You know, where's he at, and is is he a possibility to be a player for you on Saturday night? Yeah, he's he's possibility. He's been been cleared, and uh, he's he's under under full uh, you know non-contact, and you know he he looked great. He, he skated uh, uh, he skated yesterday, where a lot of the group didn't, you know. But he's someone that has been off for a little bit, and the part I loved about it is he wanted it. He wanted to get on and touch the ice. He wants to be part of the the solution. Right? He wants to help. So. Um, Right now, we're we're hopeful that he'll be in this weekend, but not 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 sure yet. It depends on how the okay. next few days go. So you thought that there was a possibility to have one of Niemelainen or Broberg to start the year, and Samarukov, and ultimately Samarukov was dealt in the trade for Costin, and then you know Broberg's been out, and Niemelainen's up with the Oilers, and I I see his minutes potentially accelerating here over the next little while. Who of the American Hockey League left shot D between Darian Kielb? Uh, Yanni called us and Alex Peters. Just a, a thought, maybe on you know who's who's had a good start here for you. You know, they all they all offer different different things. Uh, but I would say if if we got to pick one, you know, Yanni uh, has really really stepped up his game. So you know, he, he's someone that can play in all situations. He he can play up and down the pairings, and um, you know he's. You know, in in a few of these games, he was he was in the high twenties uh, minute wise. So yeah, he uh, he's been he's been a great uh, great warrior back there. Both your goaltenders have an eight eighty two save percentage right now, Colin. Both Calvin Pickard uh, as well as Olivier Rodrigue are teams two two and one on the season. I'm going to hazard a guess that Sylvan Rodrigue would be hoping to see uh, you know that that SVP at least get into. The nine hundreds and potentially nine ten and above. Yeah, I mean, you know, sure, right. Uh, but at the same time, right, that that's a team, that's a team number. Yeah. I, I think that uh, you know we we can do a little bit better job on our track and a little bit better job on our rush again. So we're we're aware of that, uh, you know. And can can everybody be a little bit better on the defensive side of the puck? Yes, I, I think that. I think you see at the National League, you see in all levels early in the year, it's a little bit looser, right? And and not making excuses, it just is. So the teams that tighten things up quicker usually get to uh, get in the W column a little bit more. Colin, great stuff. Appreciate your time. We'll uh, talk on Monday after your game against Ontario. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Bob. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You bet. That is Colin Chalk. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield 
uh, condors. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is 147 in Edmonton. Want to mention at this time that the boys at Brent Ridge Ford did such a great job, boys and gals, selling their trucks and SUVs that are in need of some more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright, whatever is best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is now open for F-150s and SUVs as well. You can go see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, the team at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the autumn uh, on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. When we come back at Oilers Now, we'll get to this day in Oilers history. I remember the game well. This is Oilers Now. It is 150 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Jimbo took the time to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He, he heard my little joke about the fact that my wife is happy to see me get back on the road. Jimbo says, Bob, you should take out the garbage and help the wife with dishes and cooking. Uh, then you would be more appreciated at home. That one comes to us from Jimbo. Jimbo, I do take out the garbage. And man, it's, uh, it's a lot harder now than it used to be. I mean, that you have these two different little things that you're supposed to put it in and break it down in. And I even organize the bottles. Uh, for pickup as well. Brennan, have you, have you, are you the guy that does the garbage in your household? Yeah, um, of the many chores that need doing, that's the one that I can actually commit to getting done for the most part. But you're right. Yeah, I, I can do that one too. Now, I don't like it when the guy that comes by in... Uh, and I and I realize it that it's you know hey it's whatever there's there's rules that have to be followed but sometimes if somebody puts their little unit too close to your units the the individual doesn't want to load your unit in there and you're stuck with like five, you know four weeks worth of garbage now fortunately I I have a vehicle like I can take care of that myself and take it off uh, to the Amble side uh, whatever they call that. Uh, but it's, does that ever happen to you? You come back, he's like, wait a sec here. Why didn't they take the, oh, oh it was too close to the other one. What? Yeah, does that happen to the, you yet? The lid being open, just any sort of fraction seems to also be a deterrent for the garbage truck drivers. I'm sure they have a reason for it, but it is, uh, you, you don't want to get stuck there with weeks worth of garbage piling up. That's for sure. No. And so uh, it, it turns out that about once a month, I end up making a little bit of a trip uh, over to uh, over to the dump. You know how it works. But yes, I have multiple lists, uh, multiple opportunities. Um, there you go. For what it's it, it, we're all having. We're all having fun with you right now. But yes, I, I, I like you, Brenda, and very limited in terms of the sort of household duties that I can have. The reality of the situation is uh, there was once a book called I Am Third about Gail, Gail Sayers, the great football player for the Chicago Bears. In the Stauffer household, I am eighth. I've come to that conclusion. We have three cats. We have a dog. Uh, I have two kids and my wife, and uh, and deservedly so. I deserve to be eighth, and believe me, I am eighth. All right. On that note, uh and if anybody deserved to be eighth, it would be me. We are going to go to uh, this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel. Again, in January, we've got an Oilers Now roadie to Las Vegas to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights. You can reach out and get more information at newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to 1984. Awesome year. What happened on this date in 1984? Gary Curry 
Two goals and three assists as the Oilers pound the Los Angeles Kings 8-2 at Northlands Coliseum. Improved to 7-0-2 uh, on the year. Uh, Wayne Gretzky registered four assists on a night where uh, goaltender Darren Elliott was left in net to hang out to dry for all eight goals against. Yeah, well, he was. Uh, he turned out to be a decent broadcaster, Darren Elliott, but uh, the Oilers were pretty good that year. Uh, 12-0-3 to start the season and voted by the fans as the greatest team in NHL history. <laughs> so they were, they were pretty good. That was a pretty good team that year. They had seven Hall of Fame players. They weren't bad. We got ourselves a uh, Oilers St. Louis broadcast. The pregame show starts tonight at 4.30 against Stuart Skinner. will go against Jordan Binnington. It looks like the Oilers will go 11-7. and Former Oiler Tyler Pitlick uh, now playing for... His seventh NHL team will be in the lineup making his debut for St. Louis. The Oilers looking to generate some more offense. By my grading system, I had him with four A-grade scoring opportunities against St. Louis. That was it. Uh, they had four and about two shifts against Pittsburgh on Monday night. So it'll be fun. Tomorrow I will join you from Chicago. Chicago's show is fluid right now. Uh, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel will be amongst our guests. Again, uh, the face-off show tonight from the Enterprise Center, 4.30, and then the puck drop at 6 p.m. with Cam Moon, myself, uh, Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, all part of the Oilers Radio Network. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with David Bowles, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. I will uh, join you in two and a half hours. So long, everybody.